Welcome back, Mayor, to another episode of PSL on the Mic. Happy to be here. We're seeing you a lot lately. I love this. Me too. <laughs> We're here today to give a simple update about some road projects, ongoing road projects that are happening in the city. I know you love talking about roads. Mm -hmm. But first, let's go over the difference between some entities that are doing these projects. We have city projects, we have transportation planning organization projects, and we have FDOT slash state projects going on. Some of our residents might not know the difference, so let's explain that to them. Sure. So our city projects are the projects that we fund through our uh, city resources. Uh, sometimes we do get uh, state grants where we want to do a project and then we apply for some grant matching funds. But those projects are solely controlled by the city that have to get um, done. And so we manage those, and how we do that is we go out to bid for those projects on our own. They are managed by a project manager in our public works department, and also depending on the type of uh, road project it is, if there needs to be additional oversight from a consultant, according to state law, there'll be the contractor, and then that over oversight consultant uh, worked in there too to make sure that the project is going according to how it's supposed to be uh, planned. Okay, I want to jump in for one second. Um, yep. When you say you, is it our city workers doing these projects, or you say you contract them out? So it's a contractor. We contract that, them out. Okay, so Ma majority of our road projects, or all of our road projects, are are contracted out for construction. Okay. Sometimes we do a design ourselves. In our engineering department, does a design ourselves because we have city engineers. Okay. Or sometimes, or majority of the times, we, when it comes to design, we have a design firm that does that, and that works in concert with our city engineers. Okay. I just wanted to get that out there because yes. I, that, that was even confusing to me sometimes. Mm -hmm. Okay. So those are city projects. Right. Let's jump to the other ones we talked about. Right. So when it comes to any projects that are being handled by the state, so Florida Department of Transportation, those projects are are um, either grant funded through, or we get portion of our funds grant funded through a city project, or a lot of times how it works through the state is we put our projects in through our transportation planning organization. And each um, metropolitan planning area that's designated throughout the state, in order to get transportation funding to help with roads and sidewalks mm -hmm. and whatever else is needed um, as far as uh, anything having to do with transportation. There's a local transportation planning organization, and ours is the St. Lucie County Transportation Planning Organization. You have four members of the city council on that board, four members from St. Lucie County Board of County Commissioners. We have two representatives from the city of Fort Pierce, and we have a school board member and a transit member on that board. And so what we do there is uh, we oversee how the funds are gonna be spent on all the different road projects that we put into our transportation planning organization. And how that works is that the state has one giant pool of money that they dole out to all the different metropolitan planning districts. Okay. And then those funds are funneled through the transportation planning organization um, in order to get those, those projects done. And so 
we rank them. They come, we, our city, what happens, let me step back. Our cities come up with projects or the county comes up with a project and we say, wow, this is going to cost $50 million. We don't have $50 million. So can we put it in through the transportation planning organization as a project to be reviewed in order to get state funding and state dollars to do that? And then once um, our staffs put that into that process through our transportation planning organization, then it goes through several reviews of committees. Um, and committees on that same, that, that on this TPO? Or? Yes. Okay. So the, we also have, um, the TPO also has citizen advisory committees. Okay. They have all kinds of acronyms. It'll probably take me a day to <laughs> go over soup. all of them. <laughs> yeah. Well, we have one for, you know, bicycle and pedestrian and uh, all kinds. Um, and then all those projects get ranked in a, in a certain order. And then those projects get recommended back to the TPO uh, board to determine what the ranking is going to be. And it goes into our long-range 2050 plan. Whoa. So, yeah, think about that. So that's a long, very long-term plan. And that's because there are so many projects and so much money is needed, we have to plan out how they're going to go through that state process in the future. And so we put it into the 2050 plan, and they all get ranked out. When it does go into a project does go in through TPO, the state makes you go through a process of, one, you have to determine the need for the project. So it's called a PD&E process. Then, if that need is determined, and they say, yes, we're okay with looking at funding this in the future, then it goes through the design process. And when the funding dollars for the design is available, whatever year that is, mm -hmm. that's when the project will get designed. Okay. Again, like we spoke about last time, design on paper. On paper. Okay. Right. And again, that process takes a couple years. Mm -hmm. Then if we don't have enough right-of-way for the expansion of that road, then we have to take on right-of-way acquisition. So that involves another process with the state has to go to each and one of those property owners and say, hey, can we take a little sliver of your property here? We'll pay you, we'll get an appraisal, we'll pay you the appraised value. Dollars, yeah. Are you okay with that? So that right-of-way acquisition process also takes one to two years, depending on what that looks like. And then it's finally slated for construction funding. And so that could be, you know, two years out, five years out, 10 years out, depending on where it falls in that, in that ranking structure. So from the beginning to end, it could be yeah. five to 10 or longer, or longer years. Okay. Perfect example of that is Port St. Lucie Boulevard South. Which when we're going to get into. <laughs> right. So, and when I first got on the council in 2010, that was in the plan to be constructed. And here we are in 2024, and we're in the middle of that right now. So just to give an example of how long things take. So we try to fund as much as we can on our end because we know that we can get it done sooner mm -hmm. um, and much more efficiently. But we can't sometimes because some of these projects are just so costly that we need that assistance from the state. Right, it's waiting on that money from the, from the state to do that. Right. So Floresta Drive, from the boulevard to Thornhill, recently opened, I believe, August 4th. Mm -hmm. um, beautiful roundabout there at Polynesian. 
it, and that project is still not finished. I think there's three phases to that, mm-hmm. which go all the way up to Prima Vista mm-hmm. Boulevard. Yep. So that's one project. And there's three other major projects that are going on right now that we're actually getting a lot of questions um, about mm-hmm. on social media. We are asking our listeners to submit topic ideas. And let's jump into the one that has popped up most, the Darwin I'm sorry, the Tulip Roundabout. Mm -hmm. Now, that went in a few years ago, but now it's being revamped. Yes. Reconfigured. So so several years ago, we knew that we had issues with people getting in and out of the side streets. And that's where CVS and Walgreens at Gatlin. Exactly. Just so people know. Right. From from Darwin. So, um, I mean, I'm sorry, from Tulip. Tulip, right. Um, And so... What was thought in the beginning was that, okay, we need to get people to be get out from the side streets without having the backup. So if we put in a roundabout there, that that would help with the traffic flow. Well, sometimes engineering and reality don't meet in the middle. Mm-hmm. And so unfortunately, this was a situation with the challenges of that intersection where engineering and reality did not meet. Um, so back then when this was proposed... I had some reservations about putting a small roundabout on there for those reasons, Mm -hmm. but it was determined to be the best course of action at the time, so we went ahead and did it. Um, But it didn't solve the problems, and so we realized that, and so uh, we had many citizen complaints, and honestly, I complained a lot myself Mm because I travel that area, and, you know, when you see firsthand on a day-to-day you know, what the backups are and, and what it looks like, it's it's very troubling. So then... Well, and another thing, too, is it's it's on the boulevard. Yeah. And there's... Right there. Construction going on, on for Port St. Lucie Boulevard right. South. Yeah. Yeah. And so we realized that we had to do something different. So the council challenged staff, the public works, our engineers, to uh, come up with a different plan that would be workable. We had several public meetings about it to mm-hmm. engage our public. And now... Uh, we finally settled on a plan that is going to help the traffic flow much better, and um, that will be happening this fall. It'll start this fall. Do we have – what, what's the design for it? Do we know yet? Are there a couple examples? Or? We do. Um, Public Works has the examples, so okay. we can um, share that with anyone who's interested. Okay. But the roundabout will be taken out. Um, if you are going um, west from Tulip, um, and you know that, that there's a little bump out there where the CVS is, where the curb is. I'm familiar, yeah. We're, we're going to be taking out part of that curb to make to align the street better. Okay. Um, that's just one example of improvement, but there are going to be improvements made uh, and to better align and f- to uh, make sure that there is better traffic flow um, with uh, medians going in in order to keep that movement going a little bit better. Well, I know it is a nightmare there. It is. And I know residents are going to be very happy. To, they already are, um, at least what I'm seeing um, out there on social media. Um, and it, this is a result of them telling council and, and city staff, hey, this isn't working for us. Right. So we're going ahead and we're fixing it for them, yeah. which is. And one of the things that drives me crazy is, you know, it, it and I know it drives residents crazy too, is that, okay, you know, yeah, we did spend money on that roundabout uh, and to try to fix the problem, mm-hmm. and it didn't solve it. And now we're spending money again. So it's kind of like, oh, I wish we could have done it right the first time. Yeah. But sometimes these things happen, and you have to just keep evolving and continuously improving and, and doing what we can to better the situation, especially with all the 
you know, driving population that's coming here and the growth and, and dealing with it. So. Yep. And there's another project literally feet from where this is happening, and that's the long-awaited Port St. Lucie Boulevard South project, which has been going on for a while now. It um, has. So give us a little update about that. I know Heath shared some information with you, our public works director. Yeah, so the um, first two segments, um, which the two segments include from uh, Gatlin to uh, Darwin and then Darwin to Alcantara. Okay. So the portion that is Gatlin to Darwin was a city project, city-funded project. And the second portion from Darwin to Alcantara is a DOT project. Right. That's where it gets confusing right. to some people. But they came in pretty much simultaneously in terms of um, timing because uh, the portion from Darwin all the way to Becker Road is a TPO, <laughs> FDOT funded project. And that's the one that's taken 10 years to get going. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, we've had a little bit of setbacks with it because there's been rain delays. We've had some issues with breakage of water mains that had to get repaired by the contractor. And so as with any project, road projects, you know that there's going to be some type of delays. So I think originally it was supposed to be done around February timeframe of 2024. And now it's looking like April of 2024 that that entire section will be completed. From from to Alcantara? Yes, down to Alcantara. And so then you're going to see pretty much right of way Alcantara to par start. And what we did a few years ago is a few years ago, the state was allowing projects to be cash funded by the cities. And then in the year that they were supposed to be funded for constructions, the cities would get the money back. Okay. So we put aside $11 million to help fund the next section in the hopes that we can make sure that all the construction is progressing uh, one right at one segment right after the other. So there isn't a break Mm -hmm. and also try to get that road done faster because the other two sections through the TPO really weren't going to get done until like the 2028, 2030 timeframe. And for such a short section of road, (laughs) it's a long time. It's a very long time, but at the same time, you have to remember when the funding is available. So you, we, the city would put out that money. You said Mm -hmm. about eleven million dollars set aside, Mm -hmm. and then would get paid back once the TPO funds came through. Correct. Okay. Okay. So then, right when we were about to embark on the process of okay, let's do a reimbursement agreement, the state stopped doing the reimbursement agreements. Okay. (laughs) Right. So then it was like, okay, we're still going to hold the funds Mm -hmm. in reserve because what if they start allowing it again? Was there a reason? Uh, I'm not not really sure what the reason was. Uh, They really didn't share why. However, we were just notified about two months ago that, once again, the state is offering, and we've been pushing because we're like, listen, this has got to get done. This is less than four-mile stretch of road. It's a major artery, We can't keep having this. It's our main thoroughfare in the city. So... The state is now allowing those reimbursement agreements again, and since we have the fund set aside, um, we're like, yes, let's enter into it right away. And so it's going to take two years to get done anyway, and the design is complete for that already because we're kind of ahead of Mm -hmm. the game because it has been designed all the way down to Becker Road. So we don't have to worry about that. Let's just get it going. Let's just get that construction continuing. 
Yes, it's going to cause more pain, because but we want to get it done sooner rather than later. So we're advancing it, and the state's advancing it with us, and so we can get get it going. Now, as far as design, what's actually happening? It's going to be wider. wider for so sure. right now it's a two lane, and we're widening full widening to four lanes. There's going to be street trees. There's going to be proper medians, signalization where we are needed and necessary. Obviously, the sidewalks are going to be in to That's make sure great. for pedestrians. Mm-hmm. And so it'll be a complete street, just like all the other uh, projects we're doing in the city, where we want to make sure we have those complete street projects going in. So, so pedestrian-friendly, bicycle-friendly, and motorist-friendly. That's awesome. Long time coming. I'm so happy to see yep. that it's progressing. And there's another, other one more big project that's happening that we get tons of uh, questions about, and mm-hmm. that's the Gatlin mm-hmm. I-95 interchange, yep. which I believe is, correct me if I'm wrong, that's an FDOT project. That is an FDOT okay. project, for sure. Um, they've been talking about that interchange and making improvements to it with uh, widening the turn lanes and extending turn lanes on either side. Um, so you'll see that that's actively happening right now. Um, and so also in addition to that, the other interchange at St. Lucie West, the yeah. bridge widening, they replaced the entire bridge and those improvements are continuing. And then what's important about that inter- that interchange is once the state is done with the widening of the bridge, the city and the county have come together to make improvements on either side for the intersection improvements on either side of the bridge. So the county has the land um, going towards PGA. I was going to ask, why is the county involved? Yes. Okay. And then our our boundary is obviously on the Peacock intersection. Right. And so we'll be making improvements to the Peacock intersection as soon as the uh, bridge widening is done. And then the county is going to do their side as well. So then it's kind of like one project after another, but trying to get it all done comprehensively so that once it's done, it's done, and we don't have to worry about, okay, whose side is what, and let's get a portion of it done. It'll all get done um, concurrently. So Teamwork makes the dream work from yeah, what I hear. Absolutely. Um, what's the time frame on that one? Let's is there see. like a time frame for it to all be finished? I don't know if I have the time frame here. We'll get that but, for But we'll get it. Listeners. And um, What's nice about DOT, too, is we have, I get emails on a weekly basis from DOT about progress of um, all the Mm -hmm. projects that they're working on. So I like to share that sometimes in my newsletter um, every few months to give people a heads up about what's going on. Yeah, and we'll share, gosh, I feel like they send those out. I think it's once a week, but they're Mm -hmm. so chock full of information. We usually get them on the website and also we'll share them to social media too because sometimes they'll have lane closures right full lane closures lane closures from 11 a.m or 11 p.m to 5 a.m so we always try to get that out to the residents and and visitors especially during peak season which isn't right now but it's coming up in a in a few months yep and the other intersection that we're working on um, especially as it relates to turn lanes and mobility, because mm-hmm. there's a lot of backups, is uh, the intersection of Gatlin and Savona. And Gatlin so and Savona, okay. We have um, uh, turn yes, lanes that, that are turn. not long enough, mm-hmm. and, the, and the traffic gets backed up on either side. Yep. Um, if you're coming northbound from Savona, 
uh, trying to make that right turn onto Gatlin is challenging and there's a lot of backup. So we're going to be making uh, intersection improvements there. Oh, that's good to so hear. I didn't know that. On uh, north, south, east, and west, we're going to, we're see, on all sides, we're going to be making sure that there's improvements. Um, and that awesome. th that is all going to be city-funded money. And so going back to Floresta, what's great about Floresta, even though the costs have come in so much higher, is that Floresta is a sales tax project, yep. which means it's all funded by sales tax. So as long as we get enough money in revenue-wise to cover the expenditures of the costs of Floresta, we're good. We know that we can get it done. And even though we've had to divide it into three segments because of those 40 to 60% higher costs, we do have that revenue. So Floresta is a perfect example of really city dollars at work and making sure that well, the voters have approved us to do these projects by collecting that those sales tax dollars. It's actually happening. We've committed to it, and we're going to keep going um, as long as we have the revenues in order to do it. That's so, awesome. Yeah. I think we covered a lot in a short amount of time here. Is Are we missing anything that's going on? No, I just, just want to also mention that, um, you know, I've mentioned it before, that we have our mobility plan in place. We know... There are certain roads, again, like St. Lucie West and Torino and South Bend in the future that are going to need um, major improvements, and those are all being worked on and, and planned for. And, of course, it always comes down to funding. But we're going to continue to leverage all of our resources through the state, through grants, um, through city funding to get all of these projects done. It's just going to make our city a, a better-looking city, uh, yep. easier to travel, hopefully. Mm -hmm. And um, I'm I'm just happy to hear that this is all uh, progressing, and especially that Tulip Roundabout. I know we we get a lot of questions and comments about that area. Sure. So we took residents um, what they wanted to heart, and we're getting it fixed up for them. So I love that. Yeah. So any ideas or needs or wants, let us know, and we'll always figure out how we're going to work on them and always figure out how we can improve. Yep, we're here to listen, and I'm going to plug that form over at cityofpsl.com slash podcast. We really want to see what you guys want us. We want to read about what you guys want us to talk about here on the show. So head over there, send us your ideas, and we'll pass them along to the mayor and have her in here again. Yep, sounds great. Thanks, everyone. Yep, see you next time.